Hey, fitness business secrets listeners. Today, we get to listen to part two of our two-part interview with Danny Wilson. Danny is an online personal trainer with $2,500 programs. He's going to tell us today how he does marketing, but doesn't cost him a penny. Since posting online is a big part of his strategy, you're going to learn the top tips that Danny recommends so that you can attract customers and how he creates posts so that he stands out from the crowd. As a trainer, you probably face the conundrum where you want to give more time to these possible high ticket clients, but at the same time, you want to filter out the clients who just won't end up signing up. Danny answers this by sharing his comp call sales process so that he can actually spend 60 minutes with the clients that he knows are hot prospects. In today's episode, you'll learn a lot, but you'll also be inspired by Danny's story and the evolution of his personal training online business. He's going to share how COVID revolutionized his online business and the huge gamble that he took so that his business went from actually zero customers at one point to being able to charge $1,800 to even $2,500. Now, if you're trying to figure out, should you focus on one type of market or try to appeal to everyone? Danny addresses that generalist versus specialist debate that might be going on in your head that he had to face. And also you're gonna learn why charging $3,000 for program might actually make you stand out. There's a lot of good nuggets while also being a very inspiring story. Stay tuned. Fitness coaches, get more clients by learning the secret techniques successful trainers and gym owners are using to grow their business in person and online. Create multiple streams of income by training clients online, selling challenges, and growing your membership. This is the Fitness Business Secrets Podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Oshita. I've built two fitness businesses to about a half million dollars each by improving marketing, sales, and operations. Let's grow your sales and your clients. Today on the show, we have Danny Wilson. He's a successful online personal trainer, dad of two kids who lives in Liverpool in the UK. He went from being a driver to an in-person successful trainer to a struggling online personal trainer to now having a very successful online fitness business. He comes from a bodybuilding background, but has evolved his business model and his coaching style just to be more flexible, introspective, and work for anyone, even those who don't want to exercise. So really interesting guy, and you'll learn so much from his story today. Okay, so it sounds like you've built up this successful, I'd call premium program, and you, you got, you're able to keep it simple. You have just kind of one price, one program, and you don't have to juggle a million things. This is a great place to be, I'd imagine. How do you market your program to get consistent leads since it sounds like a lot of people don't stay past 12 months? I mean, sorry, 12 weeks. Right now, the only marketing I am doing is just via organic marketing, via social media. Okay. What does that look like for you? Some people, social media is TikTok, Twitter. Like, What platforms and how often do you post? Facebook is my main platform. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say I post on that on an average probably three times a day. And oh. then Instagram, I just repurpose the same content that I put on Facebook for Instagram. And then if I do video content, I generally kind of repurpose that and put that onto uh, YouTube as well. But YouTube is a, is a very, very difficult nut to crack, as they say. Right. So Facebook is your main lead generator? 
Do you get any leads, like any direct messages on Instagram that are worth? In the past, my Instagram following is only is only like 2,000 or something like that. So I don't really have a particularly huge following on Instagram. I have had leads on there in the past, but I think with Instagram, Instagram is a little bit more time consuming um, in the fact that you need to format the message a little bit differently. You need to kind of research and look at kind of what the, the hashtags that you're going to use. So for me to kind of post something on Facebook, you know, it takes a couple of minutes. For me to post something on Instagram, it takes that, that little bit longer. I've been putting content out on Facebook for seven years. Yeah. And I, I'm always curious. I always admit that I hardly use Facebook mostly. And I'm always curious, how do people find you on Facebook since people don't really use hashtags as much on Facebook? Is it just through like the network that you built and then people's friends of those networks? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I'll put a piece of content out talking about, you know, whatever. Lots of people will like it. They're friends of the people who've liked it will see it. I might get a few friend requests. I kind of build up a network like that. Mm. And that's kind of the way that the way that I've done it. I have I have used paid marketing. I have used Facebook ads. But for me, as a one-man band, it's, it was just a little bit too stressful. It was a little bit too time-consuming, very, very expensive, and I didn't really get a return on it. So hmm. maybe I'll do it again one day. But right now, I'm, I'm happy just doing organic, you know? Yeah. So from Facebook, could you tell me how you do it? Like, do you post something and put a call to action like, hey, contact me, and that's mainly how you get people to reach out to you? Pretty much. So... I won't put a call to action on every single post because I think that can dilute your message a little tiny bit. That can make people almost not read your content because at the end they know you're going to go, oh, you know, message me for this, that, and the other. So probably one in three, I'll put um, some form of call to action, whether it's a link to book a call, whether it is a hand raising exercise to get people to engage with the content, you know, asking someone a question, A or B, which would you rather do? You know, something quite simple like that. And then every now and then I'll put, shoot me a message, shoot me an email, follow the link to book a call, you know, that kind of thing. But I, I try and not do a CTA on every single post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have you found to be I guess it's hard to tell. Someone might see multiple posts and react to a specific one. But do you feel like there are certain posts that just generally are doing, do better or get more engagement, get more response, like nutrition, health, behavior, fitness, exercise? When it comes to, when it comes to engagement, generally, if, if there's a picture of my dog in the, in, the, in the visual that goes with it, it generally gets a lot of people liking it, but not because of what I've written, not because of the words, just because they think my dog's cute. So that gets, you know, that gets a lot of engagement. Okay. All right. Let me get a dog then. What about, what about like, since your training has evolved, what kind of post do you post so that it, in a way it probably, I would imagine you want it to speak to your approach now. So what kind of post do you do? Do you still talk about food and tips? If you want to give me an example. Sure. So up until a few months ago, I was very heavily nutritional myths, that kind of thing. Calories count, you know, even if you don't count them. There's this many calories in a Big Mac, there's this many calories in an avocado, you know, you know, that kind of very, very generic. But since then, since I've kind of pivoted, since COVID actually, since I had to restructure things in my own mind and I kind of increased my prices, I've started to try and talk to 
different type of person started to talk about the, the particular struggles that my kind of clients have lack of self-belief lack of self-confidence feeling like they're kind of going around in, in a hamster wheel and they can't work out why uh, lack of energy lack of positivity lack of success um, st- stuff like that is generally the way that my kind of content goes right now and it reaches the right people and then they'll message me yeah and how is that have you seen more engagement or do you find it's the same, but you're just getting different people? Less, I would probably say less engagement as in numbers wise, mm-hmm. but the engagement I'm getting is from the people who, who want to work with me. Yeah. Wow. So how many leads do you probably get a week? People who reach out to you wanting to do a call? It, it varies. Some, some weeks I can be inundated with leads some weeks I'm not, you know, I, I probably average if I had to get, you know, a minimum would be probably four or five leads a week. But then, you know, sometimes it could be four or five leads a day. Wow. That's pretty good. Do, do all those leads generally book a call? No, no. So the way that I, I kind of like to do things, someone will reach out to me and someone will engage in my content. I'll, I'll shoot them a message. Um, we'll have a very, very brief conversation just so I can kind of suss them out a little tiny bit. I'll have a little look at their Facebook page. Um, I will, I will invite them for a quick 10 minute, we call it a triage call, uh, a quick call just to kind of, you know, find out a little bit more about them. Um, if that call goes well, we will book a 60 minute zoom call and we'll kind of get a little bit deeper into it. But you know, the majority of people as with any kind of business, the majority of people, they're just kind of dipping their toe in and they just want to kind of see. So I get a lot of leads. Some of them get on the phone. Some of them convert. Some of them don't, you know? Yeah. So of, let's say, let's say you had five leads in a, in a week. How many of them end up on that Zoom call? If I had five leads, probably, depending, probably two to three might get on a Zoom call and I'll, and I'll convert, you know, one of them or two of them. If, my conversion rate is quite high. If I talk to someone, if I get someone on the phone, generally I, I, I will convert. Yeah. Those are pretty good numbers. And it sounds like in a way you're really speaking now your, your words versus just here's some information and I'm an expert, but it's more like I am speaking to you, busy professional who's struggling. Is that kind of the approach you're taking? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So with Facebook and just your marketing, you mentioned you do three posts a day. Is, is that what you still Sometimes five or six. And it, depend, it depends what I'm doing. See, the way that, the way that I like to do things is, is my, the majority of my content goes through my personal page. Um, my business page doesn't really kind of get used a lot. I will do a very good mix of lifestyle posts, of information posts, uh, and kind of call to action posts. So I, I post pictures of my kids. I post pictures of my girlfriend. I post pictures of my dog. I post pictures of me doing stupid things with my kids. And then I'll post something kind of really, really informative. And then I'll post another picture of, of my dog falling over or, or something like that. So when I say I post, you know, up to six times a day, it's not, it's not all business. So people watch it and go, ah, oh, he's a normal guy. He's got a dog. I've got a dog. He's got kids. I've got kids. Oh, he does this as well. Oh, I'd like to do that. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. I'm just, I'm curious when you first started to get online, since Facebook personal page is the way to go, you just get more reach. Did you start using your Facebook personal page to post? And was that 
I don't know if you were a Facebook person before, but was that weird for you because now you have all your friends from high school and maybe, you know, you feel like now they're seeing all these fitness posts from you and sign up with me. How did, did you ever have any issue like internal battles? Cause I did with that. No, I was, see, like, like I said, I've been training for 25 years. So everybody knows what I do. Everybody, everyone knows what I do. So even before this was my career, I was still posting up workouts and I was still posting up pictures of my meals and I was still posting up pictures of me when I was a bodybuilder. So it's, the, it's not like I was, I know it's not like I, I kind of, I owned a shop and then all of a sudden I'm posting about training and, and nutrition because I've kind of always done it. So there, mm-hmm. there was, it was quite seamless really, if that, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's great. Cause it was, it was like, for me, it was a little, I was, I was like, should I post my podcast on my Facebook page? Yeah, I got myself to do it. I was like, come on, Chris, just do it. But now I'm curious, how has, if anything, COVID affected your business? Have you seen a decline in leads or an increase in interest? COVID revolutionized my business. COVID was the, was the kick in the ass that I needed, basically. Since COVID, since it all kind of started, my leads, my probably my conversion rate, my leads, they're not, there's no real difference. I'm just charging a lot more. So I was converting the same when I was charging $200 a month as I am now for charging 2,500 for three months. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually really curious because I think a lot of train now you're, now you're speaking to a lot of trainers who are listening right now. Uh, they're thinking, man, I, I have some customers, they're paying $300 and I'm trying to get to that critical mass where it's, this is really adding up and, it's, and it could be tough or something. How much were you charging before and how long and what helped you get to deciding to move to $2,500 for three months? So last year, last summer, for whatever reason, my business virtually died. Um, I don't know if it was because it was school holidays or whatever. I don't know if it was the type of person that I was dealing with, but everybody just stopped paying me. Hmm. All my clients went. So I had, to, I had a very difficult three or four months as a, as a man, personally, as a human. I had a very, very difficult time. Um, my girlfriend was paying a lot of the bills. It was a very, very testing time. I'm a proud man. I've got two kids. I want to provide for my family. And it was, I kind of couldn't. So I had to have a little look at things and I identified the weakness um, in my business. The weakness that I had was I was afraid or I was uncomfortable asking someone for money for my services. So I would hate doing sales calls. And then at the end of this, I'd kind of bumble my way through a sales call. And at the end I'd say, okay, so it's, it's 150 pound. And they'd go, Oh, I can't afford that. And I'd just go, okay, bye. Kind of almost relieved to get off the phone. So I sought help from a, a friend, a friend of mine who has a very successful sales agency designed for fit pros. He gave me some coaching. He helped me understand not so much the art of selling, but he helped me look at sales in a different light. He helped me kind of handle objections. And it's, it's when I started realizing that, yes, I am charging money, but I am, I am helping this person. I am, I'm changing this person's life basically. Um, so that's where, that was January time this year. That's where things kind of started to take a turn. And I started to sell, instead of selling monthly programs, I was selling three month programs for 599 pounds. 
which is about, I think that's about $700. And then when COVID struck, I thought, right, I need to, I need to go one of two ways. I need to charge a lot less and go for a higher volume, or I need to charge a lot more, talk to a different person and just work with kind of less people. And I kind of weighed up the options and I thought, God, working with a lot of people for like a hundred pound a month, that's going to write me off. It's going to, I'm, I'm going to be burned out. So I kind of, I, I made the decision to, to, I went from charging 599 to charging 1,400 pounds um, made a few sales, started realizing that the whole high ticket is a real thing and there's a real business there. It's not sleazy. It's not shady. It's not kind of under the table. It's not horrible. So then I just kind of increased my prices more to, to kind of where we are now. So if COVID hadn't have happened, if I hadn't have had to kind of take a, take a little step back and go, what kind of life do I want for my kids? What kind of life do I want for my girlfriend? Can I, can I provide that talking to the people that are struggling to pay me a hundred pound a month? Or can I provide that talking to um, a higher, um, higher earning bracket of people and asking them to pay me more? So yeah, the gamble kind of paid. Yeah. And, and that's, it sounds like a scary gamble because it seems like on the other side of the, the lake a little bit. So my question is, how did you choose your niche? Like, how did you choose who this person, some people would call it an avatar is? I, I don't know if you have a specific, like even an age group, a gender, they do this, they live it. Because I would imagine that that is also a gamble because you might alienate other people that you may feel like might be willing to pay you for your program. So, yeah, and that's, that's the, the, exact, the exact emotion, the exact feeling I had was, why am I only talking to these when these people might want to pay me money? But uh, a friend of mine, Rich Wellington, he's a very, very, very talented business coach over here. He said to me, do you want to be a generalist or do you want to be a specialist? And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, well, you think how much a regular doctor gets paid? He kind of deals with everything. You look at how much a brain surgeon gets paid. They just deal with one specific thing. And then the people that they deal with, they are more grateful because they have bigger problems to solve. So they pay more money. So I decided that specialist was a much better route than being a generalist. Yeah. And how did you decide who to specialize on? Sure. At the time, I kind of enjoyed coaching women. I, I was having a lot of success coaching women. Um, so I decided that I was going to start talking because female physiology is very, very interesting. Um, I decided I was going to kind of start pushing my kind of my niche or my avatar would be, you know, uh, professional women who have struggled, very frustrated women who have struggled to kind of lose weight and they kind of don't really know why. But since then, not so much a U-turn, but I've started to attract more male clients. Um, possibly maybe it's because of, of who I am. Maybe it's because they can relate to me a lot more. You know, I was, I served in the military. I was a, a nightclub doorman. Um, I've been through some crazy, horrible times. So I can relate to a lot of people's, a lot of male problems. Um, a lot of a lot of problems which men kind of don't really want to talk about. I've pretty much been there, and um, so I've, for whatever reason, I've started attracting um, more male clients. So now I'm kind of moving away. I still coach women if they want me to, but my my kind of focus right now is is um, kind of high performance, stressed out males. Are the high performance is that sort of like men who have demanding jobs? So they're busy or what do you mean by high performance? High performance would be professional males, 
CEOs, people in kind of, you know, international roles, high stress jobs, that kind of thing. And people, guys who want more than the old me going, eat this chicken, lift these weights. I don't care that you've got a meeting in, in Thailand tomorrow. You do this, you dickhead. But they, they kind of want more. They want, they want a more bespoke, a more tailored, um, kind of more, more of a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you've recently started to change your approach to your social media posts, like your voice and then what you, what you put out there. Is that in line with targeting this type of profession? Or is that just like, I'm, I'm wondering how your marketing changed now that it sounds like you're focusing on this group. Yeah. So do you know what? Not a lot has changed just the wording um, the terminology, the, the language that I'm kind of using. Um, I'm still talking, if I'm, if I'm talking to high-performing professional females, I'm kind of softening things down. If I'm talking to high-performing professional males, I'm talking kind of like I would talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is there a certain age group? I'm just, because I know I've spoken to one person and he has, he targets men over 40 are you finding you're yeah. speaking to a specific age group also? Yeah, gen- generally 35, 40 plus, you know, a lot of the time, me included, when I, when I was like 25, I thought I knew it all and I didn't want help. You know, I was like, no, I don't need any help. I can do this all on myself. I've got life figured out. And it's only when you get to, you know, I'm, I'm 43 now. It's only when you get to your kind of mid thirties that you go, shit, I actually haven't got life figured out. And this is, this is all getting on top of me. And I'm getting to the point where I kind of can't really handle everything. You kind of, maybe you've got a very successful career. Maybe you've got a, a very successful business, but you've also got a family now and you've also got a wife and you've got kids and you've got other kind of responsibilities. And it's like, all this kind of pressure as a man to, to perform, to provide and to kind of, to know the answers and to know where you've kind of got to go. When you get to your kind of mid thirties, early forties, that I think that personally, and for me included, that's when you kind of go, I, I, I actually don't have all the answers and I, I really need your help. You know, that's, that's, that's the way that it kind of tends to go, I think. So that sounds like that's what's happening in your target customer's mind now. So you speak to that. Yeah. Great. Well, this has been really interesting. So I guess my closing question is, what do you see as future opportunities for you as an online personal trainer and other online personal trainers now because of what's happening with COVID? And do you also, in a way, feel like there's more competition because more trainers are forced to go online? More competition? I I don't know if competition is the right word. There is a lot of personal trainers going online. There was a COVID, the whole kind of situation has moved on, has kind of advanced online coaching by about 10 years overnight. And people are now realizing that I actually don't need to be with with my coach. My coach can tell me what I need to do and I can do it myself. Whereas up until COVID, people were like, oh, no, 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 no. I know I need a personal trainer. I need to be seen. I need need, um, to be pushed in the gym. I need this, that, and that. Now they've been forcefully shown that you actually can get really, really good results and you don't need me shouting at you. You don't need me standing next to you kind of telling you to lift weights. So I think from a business point of view, I think it's, it's, it's done the online coaching. Online business in general, I think it's massively advanced. It. Nice. Yeah, that's actually true. I think a lot of people feel, personal trainers may feel like, 
why should I even try everyone, all these other personal trainers online, but at the same time, people are online now. People, your customers, more of them are online. So more customers also. Well, that's been great. I think it depends uh-huh. on your sales. Go ahead. I said, sorry, I think, I think it depends on this offering. I think it depends on the type of person that you are trying to attract. If you are charging 50 pound a month, like I was when I first started on online coaching, if you are charging 50 pound a month, you are you are lost in a voice in the sea of people charging 50 pound a month because everybody's charging a very, very small amount. So I think if you want to get anywhere, I think the best thing that I ever did was differentiate myself from the trainers charging 50 pound a month to the, to the trainers charging, you know, 2,500, 2,000. I know, you know, I know, I know coaches selling for $5,000 for three months. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's great motivation for people who are trying to find their way, probably asking themselves if this online coaching thing is even going to work. So I think you're a great kind of role model, kind of example of, of what can be done. And if I think just because there's a lot of people who's going to relate to you, and I know I said it was my last closing question, you had mentioned at some point, just because I feel like I, I want to uh, ask something personal, if that's okay. You mentioned, you know, you went through some hard times and, and, and I think people would all relate. I think some people feel like now is for them is a hard time because it sounds like you've had a very colorful life, a lot of challenges you've overcome. Is there anything that you'd find especially defining for you that might be inspirational for other people? Do you know what? My life's been that crazy that it's really hard to kind of <laughs> narrow it down to just one event, which I think it, it, because, because I've experienced so much I've experienced extreme heartache. I've had the very dark thoughts. You know, I've, I've experienced times where I couldn't even look my kids in the eye because I was, I didn't feel like I, I was worthy to be their dad. You know, I've had some, I've had some horrible, horrible late nights wondering what the hell we're going to do type stuff. So I think it's all of that, that, that makes me quite relatable. You know, I'm a very, I'm a very honest person. I'm a very relatable person. So I think, I think that's what makes me kind of who I am. You know, I've, I've been there, I've done, I've done horrible things and I've had horrible things done to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of depth and maybe people won't, clients wouldn't feel as judged kind of reaching out. So I think that's really great. And we will close here. Now, if anyone wants to reach out to you, Danny, how can they find you? Cool. So as we've kind of said, Facebook is my main platform. So it would be my personal page is Danny Wilson. My business page is Danny Wilson Coaching. Uh, my email is Danny at DannyWilsonFit.com. Any of those mediums, here I am. That'd be great. All right. Well, it's been great having you. I feel I learned a lot and I feel very inspired just kind of understanding how you transformed your business and your perspective on coaching and in, in a way like being that mentor to your clients. And that's been really interesting. So thanks for being on the show. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening. Oh, I have three freebies. Number one, get your full edited transcription with bullet points of the key lessons from today's show on our website, fitnesssecrets.co. That's fitnesssecrets with an S at the end dot co. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter, which gets you access to our monthly freebie marketing and operations content that you can use for your own fitness business. Freebie number two. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast player by hitting the subscribe button. 
Since the show happens because of listeners like you, could you also leave a review? If you email us your review at support at fitnesssecrets.co, you'll receive a complimentary one-hour coaching call with me and a $150 credit towards the first challenge that we will be releasing soon. Finally, freebie number three. We started the Fitness Secrets Facebook group. I know thinking and designing of new marketing campaigns, planning out your operations each month for your fitness clients is exhausting. Our goal is for the group to help you plan out your marketing, plan out your operations so you can get more clients efficiently. To join, go to facebook.com and search Fitness Business Secrets. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.